Hey friends, hope you're doing well. In this short episode, I want to read the recent blog that I wrote exploring some of the latest research in psychology when it comes to this reality of meaning in life. Uh, This is different from the question, what is the meaning of life, which I'm not sure any of us can really answer. There's a lot of philosophers and psychoanalysts throughout the ages, theologians who have tried to answer that question. This is more about the experience of meaningfulness in an individual's life that can take a variety of different forms and is not necessarily connected to one specific framework or philosophy or ideology about the quote-unquote meaning of life. So here's the blog. In a recent podcast episode, Courtney Perry shared a story about her childhood that really struck a chord. Whenever asked what she wanted to be when she grew up, she would respond by saying that she wanted to be happy. What a great answer. When I think of the concept of happiness, I think about three things. First, I think about the Greek notion of eudaimonia. This is a term that is hard to translate into English. The word happiness does not do it full justice. Eudaimonia describes a type of deep fulfillment, harmony, and flourishing. The second thing I think about is the great Pixar movie Inside Out. And by the way, I'm super excited about the sequel coming out later this year. The message of this film is that joy or happiness is one important emotion in a family of different emotions. Sadness, fear, disgust, anger, and many other emotions are necessary for a balanced life. Our culture's obsession with toxic positivity and instant gratification is a poor example of the type of happiness I think is possible. The third thing that comes to mind is the line from the United States Declaration of Independence, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. My therapist would always remind me that it's not happiness by itself, but the pursuit of happiness that really matters. However we interpret that, it's clear to me that happiness is not a natural or necessary feature of human existence on this planet. Happiness is something we have to cultivate. Most days, if I'm honest, I have to fight for it. While I don't have a problem with the word happiness, I don't think it's my favorite. In my therapeutic work and in my personal life, I much prefer the concept of meaning in life. In what follows, I want to explore three things that contribute to a meaningful life. I'll end with three practical ideas to help you find greater meaning in life. Three factors that contribute to a meaningful life. According to a study by Costin and Vignoles, there are three factors that contribute to a meaningful life, and these three are coherence, or a sense of order and continuity to one's sense of self and life narrative, purpose, a sense that one's life is moving forward and connected to significant values, and existential mattering, a sense that one's life is important and has value in the larger scheme of things. Coherence. According to Frank and Stegner, coherence means a sense of comprehensibility and one's life making sense. Costin and Vignoles define coherence as perceptions of order, 
applied to self-related experiences. Coherence is about our lives making sense. I like to think about coherence in terms of narrative cohesion and continuity. We are narrative beings. We come into a world that feels like a story that's unfolding before our eyes. There's a beginning and an end, plot twists and turns, and a host of different characters. Waters and Fivush found that our sense of well-being, or we could say happiness, is tethered to feeling like we have a stable identity within a larger coherent narrative. Korean philosopher Byung Chohan laments the crisis of narration in our world. He believes we live in a world where people feel fragmented rather than connected. He rails against our addiction to the digital. Social media dumps more data and information into our lives, and yet we feel more confused and aimless than ever before. We are not encouraged to plot our identity within a larger narrative framework that helps us make sense of our shared humanity. For Byung Chohan, narrative helps us cope with the fragility and contingency of human existence. Stories also help build community and solidarity. Instead of sitting by the fire, sharing stories with friends, and making sense of life, we pine for likes on Facebook and engage in what Han calls story selling. Story gets co-opted by capitalists who want to sell us more products and keep us on the never-ending hamster wheel of achievement. In The Anatomy of Human Destructiveness, Eric Fromm highlights a frame of orientation as one of our basic human needs. By frame of orientation, Fromm means our need to make sense of our lives within a larger narrative framework. Religion helped establish this frame of orientation in the past. With the decline of religion, many of us are struggling to find a suitable substitute that will help us make sense of our complex lives. Now, to pause real quick, uh, this isn't in the blog, but as I'm thinking about what I wrote, as, as I've spent more time recently really engaging with the work of my good friend Fu Lu, who's a great philosopher and theologian here in Houston, Texas, he has a great book out, Jesus of the East. He's working on a second one, People of the Way. What, what I know from him, what I'm learning from him and other theologians that I really respect is that there is a type of narrative framework that a religion like Christianity or Judaism or Islam can offer that does provide a life-affirming framework that I think could help us pursue well-being. I don't think that means you have to go to church or be connected to institutional religion, but I, I definitely don't want to come across as suggesting that all religion is bad or all religion is equal or there's nothing that religion can offer. I, I think one of the ways in which I still want to stay connected to religion or spirituality is in the narrative framework that it provides to help make sense of my existence and, and maybe even to help shape my ethics in the world. Okay, so, so going back to the blog. In therapy, I see clients all the time who have lost a sense of coherence, whether it's grieving a loved one or shocked by the trauma of infidelity, people fall apart when their frame of orientation is shattered. 
purpose. According to Ahrash Imamzadeh, purpose is having an overarching life aim that subsumes and organizes other goals. There are two main aspects of purpose within the psychological research on meaning in life. First, your life having a sense of direction. Secondly, your life aligning with your true values. Sense of direction. I work with young adult men who struggle to know what the next step in their life will be. They often feel aimless, tossed around in a tumultuous sea of doubt, depression, and dread. They are lacking purpose. They don't know where their life is going. To have purpose is to know that you're not merely Sisyphus, pushing the rock up the hill just to see it roll back down again and then to start the process all over again. When I think of purpose, I think of your life having a certain trajectory. It's moving forward. It's going somewhere. This doesn't mean you have to know exactly where it's going or even how you'll get there. Alignment with true values. In the world of psychology, values are an enduring belief upon which a person acts. In my therapy, I like to explain values as the foundational beliefs and convictions you have about yourself and the world that truly guide the way you live your life. We know from the research that when a person is living a life out of alignment, disjointed from their true values, they will likely experience depression. Authentic and sustainable values are not imposed from the outside, but rather emerge through an introspective process of discovery. We have to learn to differentiate between what our parents, religion, or society values and what we actually value. There may be some convergence and resonance there, but likely quite a few differences as well. Our life feels like it has purpose when we are getting to do the things that actually matter to us. This seems so obvious, so basic, but you'd be amazed how many people report not knowing what their values are and feeling like their life is divorced from what really matters to them. Excursus, the marketing orientation in the achievement society. Living in what Byung Chohan calls the achievement society encourages what Eric Fromm labels the marketing orientation. The achievement society is the world of social media influencers and the modal verb can. This is the world of endless possibility and self exploitation. We exhaust ourselves trying to achieve and accomplish all the time without end. Fromm's marketing orientation describes how we see ourselves and others as commodities. Relationships are reduced to what we can extract from them for our narcissistic ends. According to Kendra Sherry, Fromm believed that people with this character type tend to be opportunistic and change their beliefs and values depending on what they think will get them ahead. What's most relevant here for our purposes is how the marketing orientation encourages us to change our beliefs and values. This is what I see in my therapy office all the time. Men and women who don't know what they believe or value other than a pursuit of temporary pleasure and the approval of the herd or the tribe. Or I see the person addicted to achievement and self-improvement, not because they're pursuing well-being, but because they have been socialized by social media to be this way. Existential mattering. 
George and Park define existential mattering as the degree to which individuals feel that their lives are of value and significance in the world. Existential mattering is the sense that your life and actions matter in the greater scheme of things. Existential mattering is not only felt by influential people like Martin Luther King Jr. or Mother Teresa, it's something that any of us can experience through our ordinary lives. The psychological research suggests that existential mattering is often connected to our perceived influence and impact on others. Existential mattering is rooted in the belief that we actually matter to other people. I know that I experience existential mattering anytime I help a friend in need, listen carefully to a client, or extend kindness to my wife. Existential mattering is tied to Alfred Adler's emphasis on social interest. Social interest is a feeling of cooperation with people, the sense of belonging to and participating in the common good. We feel greater meaning in life when we find ways to connect to others and experience our lives making a positive difference in a realm outside the confines of our ego. Three ideas to help cultivate meaning in life. There are many ways to enhance your experience of coherence, purpose, and existential mattering. Tell someone your life story. Whether it's a therapist, pastor, or friend, please find someone you actually trust and begin telling them your story. As you share your journey, you'll notice that your life has not been completely random. There may be difficult moments and seasons of regret, but you'll also notice how you've changed and grown. Tracing your personal narrative and recognizing the chapters still left to be written can be a great way to increase your meaning in life. Clarify your values. A lot of the work I do in therapy is helping clients clarify their true values. There's plenty of great free values inventories online that can help with this. And if you read the blog, I include a link where you can find those. Personally, I like to guide clients through a specific imaginative exercise to help them clarify what they truly value. Here's the exercise. Imagine that you've died. I know morbid, right? And that you're at your funeral. Loved ones come up and talk about what they appreciated most about you. And somehow you're out of your body and, and you're an observer, you're, you're, you're hearing what they have to say. And so I encourage clients to ask themselves, what are three things they would want their loved ones to talk about? Three things they'd want to be most remembered for. And I think the answer to that question is really a type of window into what people value most. Get out of your head and help someone. While thinking about the meaning of life is important, it rarely helps people actually experience meaning in their life. Carve out time to volunteer at an animal shelter or a food pantry or whatever you like to do, however you feel connected. Do something kind for a neighbor in need. The more you can build what Adler called social interests through cooperating with others and recognizing your life is connected to the common good, the greater your sense of meaning will be. 
Thank you so much for listening. I, I really enjoyed writing this blog and it really helped me crystallize some of the things that I've been thinking about and working on personally and then in my own therapy, working with clients all day long. I hope that you found it helpful and challenging as always. I hope that you will tune in uh, next weekend. Hopefully the episode will drop. I'm scheduled to speak to a new friend online, Kent Dobson, who I've had on the podcast before. Uh, you probably know him from his wonderful podcast, Hints and Guesses. And I've asked him to help me think through this concept of what he and Robert Bly and many others before him have called the sacred masculine. And I know that that is a bit of a controversial term. It's a term that I think a lot of people are going to have some issues with, may disagree with, but, but I think he and I are going to frame it and talk about it in a way that will at least get you to think about some things differently and, and maybe even learn some things. So, so I'm excited to kind of put that out and, and I'll be, giving you more information about that in the, in the following week. Thank you so much for listening, for connecting with me, for sharing this podcast. Please rate it, review it in a positive way on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, continue the conversation. 